Welcome to the Next of the Hub, the TV series hub podcast. Join us to explore the entertainment galaxy in this new feature made with love from fans and for fans. If you like debates, neck talks, and to be well informed about TV and film, this is the podcast for you. From Nerks to Nerks. Welcome to Nerks of the Hub. Our regular host can't be with you today. They were last seen entering a blue police box with a blonde woman wearing a long coat and then disappeared, but I'm sure they'll be fine. So I'm Kelsey, your host today, and I am joined by hub writer Uber. Hello. And our guest, British superhero Sam Benjamin. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you, and thanks for that uh, that really cool tag that you've just given me. <laughs> well, I think it fits. So, uh, you guys, uh, listeners, will uh, especially recognize Sam from his web series, The Few, but also as the estate agent from the Doctor Who episode, Knock Knock, in which he essentially doesn't rent out a murder house to build, but as close as can get as rents out a murder house. Um, so we are very excited to have you on. Uh, we are all big Who fans, so and few fans. You have a lot of like three-letter titles in your in your job. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask you first off. I mean, being from the states, we just assume that all Brits are Doctor Who fans. Um, <laughs> Were you a fan of the show before you got the job? Um, I, I guess the straight answer is not not particularly. I've always been aware of it. And actually, my little brother um, watched it quite religiously when it, it relaunched with um, Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant. Like, mm-hmm. they were his faves. So I kind of watched it like through osmosis through him because he always had it on. Um, but he kind of fell out of love with it after David Tennant left. Um, so those are the two, uh, that was the kind of two like doctors that I'm, I was most familiar with. But in terms of like deep, deep, deep stuff, um, no, quite, um, didn't really know much. So it was more of a case of, oh, okay, you know, they want me to audition for this. You do the research, you do all that. Um, and then I guess the, well, the weird thing is as well is uh, I guess a lot of my fandom and the stuff that I grew up inspired by is actually more I think I kind of rebelled against a lot of the British stuff and actually more, more American stuff uh, you know for whatever reason you know that might be I guess just maybe because it just feels closer and yeah I don't know uh, I kind of gravitated more towards you know my superheroes and um, Thundercats Power Rangers all that kind of stuff all across the across the pond rather than the stuff over here um, apart from James Bond that I love um, but yeah so quite yeah not really it was like an entry into the universe I like that I gotta say it now, Thundercats. So, uh, I gotta oh, I love it. <laughs> I gotta ask you though, um, what was it like working with Pearl Mackey? Uh, you know what's really funny is that I actually knew Pearl before we did that episode. Uh, in about 2011, 2012, I wrote a play 
uh, called The Boy Band. It was a, a rom-com musical uh, about these like guys that form this old school R&B boy band. And um, it was getting a performance at a theatre over here called the Pleasance Theatre. And I actually, I was obviously producing on it as well as writing it. So, And I actually auditioned Pearl for the lead female in that. So we already met through that. And then uh, we'd I had a lot of mutual friends and so we'd bump into each other a lot. So it was kind of this weird thing when I came on set of like, she was like, oh, it's you. What are you doing here? That kind of thing. So it was a lot of banter. And yeah, she was great. Um, you know, I've always rated her as... Um, and because obviously I, I knew her before she got Doctor Who and it was one of those brilliant things where you're like, I know this person is a phenomenal... Not only a great person, but a phenomenal actor and about bloody time that they got a big role. So yeah, it was a bit of a joy really. And a bit, actually a bit surreal because it was like reuniting with someone that you started out with kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's really awesome. Well, I know, you know, it wasn't obviously like a huge part, but it was fairly memorable. And I think I've even seen you post on Twitter fan art that you've gotten from from Who fans. Is that, <laughs> has that been a thing for you? I've, I haven't got, I haven't had a, yeah, well, thank you for saying that I was fairly memorable. Uh, but no, I've had, I've had fan mail. Oh. I haven't had actual fan art. That was, I've had like, Card, like cool Doctor Who cards and um, people have got you know blown up images of, from the show or images of me where you're like wow like where did you get that from <laughs> and they're like can you sign that please um, but you know it's a great thing I um, getting the fan mail is actually quite it's one of the really great parts about doing this profession i remember growing up my nan um used to talk about how she used to i mean she grew up in the 40s and 50s and she used to write letters to hollywood studios uh, as a as a young girl asking for you know asking for autographs of all the kind of old you know like carrie grant and people like that and she had a whole she had a whole book of like all the leading men um all signed so there's something quite magical about that i think well I, I gotta I gotta jump in. That that sounds like my mom. My mom did that. Mom wrote yeah. in uh, to different studios. She had an autograph book. Uh, she is she passed on her love for autographs to me. So that is that's really amazing. You sounded like you were describing her right now. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, yeah, and there's something I I always grew up with that. Um, I had lots of influences from different elements of my family that all led me to where I am now. Like my nan was an old school Hollywood um, and she, she would tell me when she would, um, you guys will appreciate this as, as American. She said that they would, her and her mates, when they were young, they used to wait for the, for the American Air Force pilots to land in Liverpool. <laughs> and, they, and they used to, they used to run up to them and basically asked them for, for chewing gum because we had, we had, we had the ration. Um, I don't know what was on the ration off, off the top of the head, but basically they'd come and they had, they, my, my nan knew that all the U S pilots had a standard issue, like a certain amount yeah. of packs of rigs gum. So they used to like go up and like, you know, flutter their eyelids and be like, Oh, can we get some gum? And then they would go to the, they would go to the movies and they would, she said, I'd let you just spend a whole day in the movies chewing gum and smoking cigarettes, watching three or four films. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love that. That is such a good no. story. 
So I have then like I have to ask about so autographs. We had um, Kello Coin from Billions was our uh, was on recently, and he was talking about this sort of weird fan experience he had where the kind of autograph seekers who show up to every show and that and he had one who he signed a picture and the guy basically like threw it down and asked him to print his name um even though it wasn't his signature and just so that he could read it and um and i was wondering if you had any sort of weird kind of stuff like that happen um no not really uh i think i mean obviously uh, you're going to get some of those when you're in a lead role in a super high profile show. I haven't really had anything that's been, I guess there has, there has been a few like odd stuff, but, and people particular about what they want, um, but nothing that's been, you know, offensive or, yeah. or horrible. So yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been quite nice. Well, that's good. Well, now you, <laughs> and I'm only going to bring this up because you made a joke about it on Twitter at the time. We're oh. in a pretty big profile movie or almost in Justice League. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> had your part cut, is that right? Yeah, that was really funny because somebody somebody tagged me on Twitter. I can't remember what they said now. Oh, yeah, that was they tagged me and they put blink if you were in the Superman, yeah, you know, scene. I can't remember which scene they're referring to. Um, it was the scene when he first reemerges. Um, mm-hmm. and he's like, and the just and he faces off against the Justice League. Um, and then I think I posted like a funny response, but yeah, I mean, and then it, and the next thing I knew, there was like loads of articles in on websites about it, um, which is quite funny. I yeah, I I basically no, I had a blast. I I filmed I filmed the part with Zack Snyder. Um, the whole sequence that I was in, it, it was a whole extra story arc that wasn't in the final film, so it wasn't like. There was a scene that I was in that was, you know, it was adjusted or edited. It was like there was a massive, like, arc, well, not an arc, but like there was, I would guess it was about a 20 minute oh, wow. um, story element in Snyder's version in whatever form that would have been. That um, it kind of skips that step um, in, in, the, in the theatrical cut um, for whatever reason, like time or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was, but because, you know, I, I'm aware of, you know, I'm a big Warner Brothers guy and I followed all the news and because I knew Snyder took a step away and Whedon took over, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I know enough about this industry to know that if a new director comes in, they're going to want to put their stamp on it. So I was kind of prepared that it might go in a different direction. So it, it, I just had a blast and yeah, it was... It was a lot of fun. So you're in the mythical Snyder cut, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I've got so I've got quite a few followers that are, you know, all about the Snyder cut. So um, I think, you know, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? That's that's just the way it, it panned out. Um, uh, I'm sure people will campaign for the Snyder cut till you know forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there is one. I mean, obviously that's, I've, you know, I just film up, you know, as an actor, you, you turn to the studio, you, you get the script or whatever, and you do the part and then you, you know, you wait for the, for the vision to come, to come through and whatever the director wants to do is what they want to do. So, um, but I, I had a great time. It was a bit of a dream come true to go into one of other studios um, and, and film there. It was, it was great. Is filming there versus the state, like versus back in the UK, like is it is it very different? I mean, you didn't film in the UK, correct? No, no, no. Uh, Warner Brothers have a studio in England, 
So, oh, okay. Justice League was filmed in the UK. I so didn't know it was, that. It was on the Warner Brothers lot in Leavesden, which is just outside of Watford, which is about an hour from London. I feel like I'm going to get my geek cred taken away for not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely getting a demerit for that one, Cal. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you now about the few. Uh, I I got to see it. I'm completely invested now in this beautiful little project, and I want more. So I understand that more. What do you um, about how this idea came to be, and uh, and just you know start rolling on um, on your thoughts about this and. You know, where do the ideas come from? And, uh, you know, <laughs> um, well, thank you for uh, thank you for watching and thank you for the kind words. Um, I'm glad, you know, that's that's the desired effect um, that we wanted. Essentially, it came about because I made a short film called Double Cross with a director called Sam Bradford and an actress called Kyla Fry. Uh, we, myself and Kyla Fry, we were the classic actor thing, which you might have heard before of frustration with not getting the roles you might be getting or all that kind of stuff. So we wrote uh, an eight-minute crime caper together. Um, and it was great. We had a great response and then really bonded with the director, Sam Bradford. And then Sam and I bonded over a lot of movies that were superhero related. Um, and then we were like, oh, you know, what would, because I'll be honest, like when I, I finished drama school, my acting training in 2009, and I always had this thought in the head of like, well, sooner or later, someone's going to do a big British answer to the American like comic book tradition and someone's going to do a British superhero universe and I'm going to be ready to audition and play a part in it. Um, but it just never really, uh, never really came in, in the kind of vision that I had. So that's how it started, I guess. Cause it was like, Oh, it looks like nobody's really doing an all out superhero thing. So what would it be like if we did it? And then it kind of came from that. And then, um, we then thought, what could we make with the people we know and what could we make with the lack of money that we don't have? That was the, that was the framing and, and hence why, you know, the, the, the episodes are very short because I just thought, well, hey, let's just, I, I kind of played it quite, I'd rather do three and a half minutes of, of what I think is top quality gold versus mm -hmm. do a 15-minute episode that's kind of people watch it and go, oh, well, you know, they, you can see what they're doing or, oh, well, they did well or they did well considering. I didn't want any of that. I just wanted, I'd rather just do like a small amount of awesomeness that makes people want more. So that's where it came from. And then we started to think about what would a British, what would happen if three ordinary people acquired superpowers in London and how would that form and what is it about London or the kind of British culture that would make the kind of American superhero trope different? That's where that's where it came from, and a, a lot of my uh, my way into superheroes, which for a lot of people I'm sure was Batman, um, and I always loved crime stories, and I tend to love more of the grittier stuff. So. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to make sure it was grounded sci-fi and then just yeah and then it went from there and then we thought what can we do and then the, the series was written and then and then we just got to shoot and then yeah we just did what we could with what we had and we had a great response well it's it's really great i mean we we Uber and i have talked a lot about it we really both enjoyed it and i mean you 
are on all sides of creating it though. I mean, how difficult is it to juggle sort of writing, helping directing, starring, all those different roles at once with these, um, with these types of series? Um, yeah, it's obviously, it's, it is hard. Um, but I, I'm, I'm lucky in that I'm working with one of the best directors I know in Sam Bradford. He, you know, it wouldn't be what it is without him. I, I'm very much the, the script screenwriter kind of story guy, whereas he is very much the technical guy, the visual guy, all of that stuff. So he, we have this really good partnership where I, I just have to worry about the story, and I know that he will take care of everything else. He'll elevate it. He'll, he'll make it gorgeous. He will add stuff that I didn't even think about. So it's a really good combination. But yeah, I remember the, the final day we were shooting for the, the final fight sequence. That was one of the toughest days I've ever had on set because it was the, it was like it was like a fourteen hour shoot and because we had to get it all done in a day and it was like so it was all the choreography coming in we had the fight director we were doing you know me and Vincent who plays Christian were doing the fight meanwhile I was keeping an eye on A B and C um, but luckily with Sam Bradford and his crew um, a company called Praxima um, they all are so amazing that. Once I'm in the scene, I can kind of just put my acting hat on and step away. So, yeah, it's hard, but and it's I think it's just more the anticipation of it. It's like I'm writing the second series. Well, uh, the second series script is pretty much done, um, still with some tinkering to do. But it's it's the anticipation and the fear of oh my god, like whoa, what if you know are we going to get it made? How are we going to get it made? Who are we going to get in? Are they going to be free? Are they going to you know what are the obstacles going to be? But once you get into the shooting, it's actually quite fun. Now I, uh, when I when I first saw it, I saw it on my TV thanks to just plugging it in via you know uh, my PlayStation Four. So it actually felt like uh, clips from a TV show. Uh, and it, it was just it was just it just I wanted to immerse myself in it. I'm one of those people. I when I see something I like and it, and it uh, touches me, it reaches me. I don't want to just stick my toe in. I want to immerse myself. I want to skinny dip into the experience. Okay? <laughs> I I want to fully be there. And I totally respect that you don't want to uh, make a lot of quantity and lose the quality. I think some shows do that where they sort of lose a little bit of the heart because it's just a filling time. I respect that, uh, but I want to know, is there a way, if not to expand the, the number of episodes, is there a way we can continue to immerse ourselves in the experience? Um, well, yeah, thank you again for the, for the, you know, <laughs> for the skinny dipping. Um, <laughs> I, well, basically, this is what scares me a little bit, is that, with this, and you'll be, this will be good news for you, is that, of the second series is more or less done script wise and it's six it's going to be six 10 minute episodes okay yes so but what that does mean is is that we might um at the moment the timeline is is that we're gonna i'm gonna speak to the producer and uh, mr bradford and then we're gonna work out what we need budget wise and then we are likely going to be doing a crowdfunder um so that we can ensure that we can do 10 minute episodes, six episodes, 
and to really make it a meaty story and the way I've written it there's some new characters that are really really awesome and the action is going to be cranked up or the drama is cranked up there's some crazy stuff that you're not expecting and yeah it's we've got a great two fan but it, it, so I guess that's that's the good news and then it's just going to be a case of we're going to have to um, rely on some getting some good talent in and also perhaps some support from people that want to see it um, and getting some money together as well well that's great so what I mean, I mean obviously the web series because you were looking to make something and you weren't getting cast but is there a, you know a desire to move on to you know like a, a Netflix or an Amazon or, or you know BBC is that something that you're hoping for is there a potential for that or is it just move forward with the web series i'm really unfamiliar i mean the web series are pretty new um yeah um well i mean the answer is obviously if one of those people did say we're really interested in this then we would um we would listen to that and i have had i have had meetings with some BBC commissioners and you know I had a meeting with one BBC commissioner who literally said this is the best thing I've seen on the internet um, in terms of fiction um, she was like it just blew me away and then, but then it was like and then I was like well cool let's talk what what can we do and then she just said like well you don't need us why don't you just make the second one uh, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then she was like, web series of the future, just do it yourself. And I'm like, I hear that. Um, so, um, but obviously, I mean, if we, as, as I've been, just being, as I've been writing this second series, I mean, when we made the first one, the idea was rather than, rather than have an agenda, um, the agenda for the first series was have people watch it and take them on a journey. That was the agenda. I always try and, whenever I write something, I want it to be all about the audience experience rather than, oh, I'm doing it as an agenda to get here or here. Um, there might be byproducts from that, but I think if you make a good a good story and um, a story that people want to see, then good things will happen from it anyway. So I guess my answer would be, we're plowing ahead with a second series. Um, if a crowdfunder does go up and we, and it looks like we are going that route, who knows who will, who will contact us, who will say, hang on a minute, you know, we want part of this. And if we're doing a second series and it's 10 minutes, six episodes, that's 60 minutes. So who knows, maybe if we make it and we look at it, we might go, Hey, with the first series in this series, this is a feature film or this is a movie. Um, so I guess we'll just, you know, I'm always open. So I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's, I mean, that's exciting news. It's very, it's just, it's different. Um, and I think that one of the things I loved about it is, I mean, you obviously don't have the big budget for special effects, but it was used so like potently. I mean, just yeah. these little glimpses that were just beautifully done. And, and I don't know. And it just, you know, was great. And then it ends with that, like, now you're that difference. And I was like, no, that can't be the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, and it, yeah, it's, um, it's that, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I wanted more as well. I was like, no. Um, and it's almost like, it's almost like an origin in a way that that first series of of those of those characters 
So the second series, trust me, it's, um, I mean, hopefully what I've tried to do, because I think it's been a year and a half since we released it. And even in a year and a half, as I'm sure you guys know, there's been, there's even more superheroes, there's even more universes, there's even more. So I've really tried to, with this one, keep it, you know, keep it true to the story and, and be original as far as possible don't just fall into the usual superhero tropes in, uh, so to speak you know try and find different things in the story um so yeah we will we will see but thank you for that i'm glad i'm so glad you guys enjoyed it so are we well i'm i'm, re- I'm ready to read the comic book i'm ready to yes <laughs> i'm ready to, to do all the above that uh yeah we were we were invested so um there you go. Well, thank uh, you. When, when, if and when we get the crowdfunding going, um, we will let you guys know. And if you can share that with people, that'd be awesome. Yes, absolutely. We are one hundred percent behind it. I've also got, and I, I'm obviously I'm not revealing this yet, but I, I have written a character in the second series, and I've written it for a bit of an icon actor from the superhero world, mm-hmm. and. It's it's pretty exciting if if we manage to if 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 he likes it and he wants to do it, it it'll be pretty exciting. But we'll obviously let you know as and when. It could be quite exciting. Ooh, that's a tease. Yeah, see, I was going to ask you about what can you tease about this. Um, what can I tease? Um, so there's there's a little there's a reference to. A, uh, a gang in the first series. I don't know whether you might have to watch it again. And um, there's a little reference to a, a gang, a troublesome gang in the first series. That, that are all behind take. bars, right? Correct. Um, in the second series, they may have regrouped and are coming for the rogue detective come hell or high water. Um, as one tease. Uh, another tease is there's a bit of a twist in oh. terms of uh, a major twist with in terms of the backstory of one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Quite a dark twist. Okay. Ooh, intriguing. Well, those are good hints. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> I want to know more about this whole triple helix. I, I, I just want to know more. Yeah, you want to know it all. You're like, lay it all out right now. Just walk us through yeah, season two. I'm really glad. I mean, the funny thing is I, I, I always like the stories that that give the audience more credit. You know, those stories yes. where they you, you actually make the audience do the work. Mm-hmm. I think Christopher Nolan is a prime example of that. Yeah. Um, just let the audience, because we all want to do the work. We all want to be the detective while we're watching something. So, you know, I'm, I've deliberately do things like that rather than I, I can't stand it when you're watching something and one character's like, what do you, what does that mean? Oh, well, didn't you remember three years ago at the thing, this happened and then this happened. Don't you remember? That means it's this, this. And the other one's like, oh my God. So you mean, yes, exactly. You know, all that kind of stuff. So um, I think less is more in terms of, um, you know, things like that. So, yeah, maybe I'm just a tease. Maybe I'm just a tease. <laughs> no, 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 no though, you, you're making a really great point because fans, when they latch on to something, they, it's, it's annoying to be completely led to, you know, every answer right away. In fact, it's exciting for us 
to go through and say, oh, oh, did you see the preview for the next episode? And then they screen cap the preview and then they look at every single frame and say, look, is that a clue? Can you read that? Uh, and narrow in on that segment. And then we go in a little bit by bit and try to find if there's any little teases or hints of what's to come. So I'm with you on that. We like to look and investigate and chat and talk about uh, and dissect and, and uh, theorize. Uh, exactly. That's the exciting part. <laughs> well, I'll, exactly. I'll clarify some fans. That's like oh. Amber is like the queen of that. <laughs> No, I also like the detective work, but I tend to be one that's like, what do you mean that was a reference from six seasons ago? <laughs> How am I supposed yeah. to remember that? If you could see a window into our, our uh, tech sessions, it's uh, Kelsey and I going, okay, well, in this last episode, blah, 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 blah. No. Yeah, really? And it harkens back to this. Oh, you're kidding. And it's basically us just chatting about, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, good storytelling allows for those kinds of things that touch back on things and, and makes you think. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you want to. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, some people have, you got to allow people to work, have a think about what it could be. And then maybe you reveal it, maybe you don't. And it also means that lovely thing when you're watching a show with someone else and you get, you realize stuff at different times. No. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, that's perfect. That's, we look forward to talking to you again. Uh, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> when season two comes out, and we can be like, "Oh, so that's that thing from season one." And this is that hint that you make, and we're fingers crossed you get that the actor that you're you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you had mentioned um, you just got done filming something for the BBC that you can't tell us. Can you give us a hint? <laughs> it's in the sci-fi world. I'll say that. But it's it's not. It's kind of yeah. It's in the sci-fi world, um, and it's coming out uh, at Christmas time. Okay. That's uh-huh. all. I don't even know if I can say what I'm in yet. So I'm just playing it safe. Um, <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah. But it was. But I, you know what? I had a really fun time doing it it's with it's actually another character that's kind of comes in and then messes things up and then leaves um (laughs) he's um but i I got to film with um a really really uh great actor so that was it was awesome i had a lot of blast so obviously when i'll release that one i know i can release that yeah (laughs) so we always joke on our side uh that it seems like you know, on the BBC, um, whatever you're watching, it's like the same actors in every show. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's that's kind of, uh, you know, Americans, you know. It was a smaller, you know, you like David Tennant and is yeah. like in this and this and this. And so, you know, having been on Peaky Blinders and Doctor Who and all this, do you have people that you've worked with repeatedly that you have really enjoyed working with? It's interesting that you say that from the American perspective because there's a lot of frustration in this industry over here about how um, shows use the same actors and a lot of Brits 
hence why a lot of Brits, you know, come to America um, and do American stuff because very often Americans are the and the American shows and networks are actually more hungry to find fresh talent. Um, so that's why why you get a lot of Brits on your screen in American stuff because you know if you can't make once you're in and you're a lead in a BBC or an ITV or whatever it is, then, you know, you're going to get repeat stuff. Um, in terms of people I've worked with repeatedly, the main person is Sam Bradford, who I did Double Cross with, the short film that's on. And you can check, I don't know whether you guys have checked out, it's on Amazon. Um, if you search Double Cross, Sam Benjamin, um, if you've got Amazon Prime, it'll come up. It's an eight-minute crime caper, a bit like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but British. Um, or Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eight vibes. Um... So yeah, that and then the few, and then I did a, a short film based on a true story about an Austrian prisoner, a Nazi prisoner in World War Two, and I did that with Sam Bradford as well. Uh, and that was Edelweiss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, so that and was, the few that was both won a lot of awards. Yeah, they did, they did. Um, yeah, both, and again, credit to Sam Bradford, the director, and he's he's a bit of a. I I think he's going to be big. I think he's going to be big in a few years. You'll be hearing a lot more from him because he's just an absolute genius. Um, so yeah, he'd be the main person that I've worked with reoccurring um, with all the a lot of the TV stuff. Say when you have a show, they very often have kind of guest directors. So it's kind of like there's a lot of quick turnaround when you do a show like um, Peaky Blinders. That'd be like one director does an episode or two episodes and it can often be quite film and TV can be often more quick than you might think because you don't have much time for very often you don't have any time for rehearsal it's just come in work out where you're going speak to the director work out what's what and then go for it wow so it's quite quick so yeah I mean um, but I've worked with a lot of great directors a lot of great actors so that's the beauty of this industry. You never know, you know, you could get a call tomorrow and be like, oh, so-and-so wants you for this, or they met you on this, or, you know, they, you remember you worked with them on Fresh Meat, the Channel 4 comedy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so that's that's the kind of exciting thing about it. Well, look, you've uh, you've dipped your toe in into the Doctor Who universe, in yeah. the DC universe. You sure. are making your presence known. Basically, are you just going to, go down the line and touch into every single major entertainment. Is, is there one you're, you're wanting to get into that you'd like to really explore? Is there, what's your dream universe you want to enter into? I'll be like the white Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> um, just in everything. In everything. Um, right. I, I guess there's different answers to that, depending on what mood I'm in. I, I got like, you know, the proper movie, movie guy. Cause I don't know. I mean, what is a universe? Cause some people would say, you know, there's a Scorsese universe. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or a, universe, yeah. or a Tarantino universe. And that, that's where it comes down to a director's vision or even like, um, you know, uh, split and unbreakable. And there's rumors that uh, M. Night is actually just fusing all of his films together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. But I. I mean, if you listen to any interview with me, I, I always say that the the character, my favorite film of all time is Tim Burton's Batman. Ooh, nice. So that, it's, uh, I've watched it more than, 
Yeah, there's just something about that film. Um, I just can't. There's just every element of it just ticks my boxes. The, you know, from the art direction, the actors who are in it, the one-liners, the story, the the kind of the drama of it, the operatic, you know, nature of it, the humor, and then the score, the soundtrack, the look, everything about it is, and obviously the characters. Um, so I mean, the, the character from when I was a kid. The, I always loved was Batman, which is an obvious choice. It seems nobody doesn't love Batman, right? Yeah, as a kid, it was it was always Batman that was my number one. Uh, but then, you know, I grew up with lots of other stuff. My my dad um, always used to read 2000 AD comics. Um, I don't know whether you guys are familiar with that. Uh, the British comic that Judge Dredd comes out of. Okay. Um, okay. It's a really good comic. It's like they've been, uh, you know, really awesome sci-fi um, since like the 70s. Um, and there is a there's a new series coming out soon called Mega City One. It's set in Judge Dredd's city. Um, that's that's something that I've always loved. Um, but I love you know. My, again, I got it. A lot of my influences. My dad always used to have comics down the side of the in his bathroom for his so he could read on the loo. <laughs> and he'd have like. He'd always have he'd always have a Batman, a Judge Dredd, a Punisher, Wolverine, and uh, something else. But yeah, so uh, there's lots of I, I guess like because um, I love, for example, I love Daredevil um, in, in the Marvel universe. Yeah, right. Yeah. But there's just so many. There's just so many. And after you've, I've been acting professionally for nine years, and after a while, you realise that actually, like every single whatever it might be. There's a there's a there's something once you click into any part or any character in the universe, there's, you can find the magic in, in anything. Once you uh, you know like um, like Uber was saying, like once you once you click in and you really kind of like when you're watching the show, it's the same thing. You click into the universe and you're like, oh my god, I can go so you just fall down the rabbit hole and yeah, yes, that's the beauty of of this job really. Um, so yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, if I <laughs> I'm kind of um, my age and joke that she's kind of glad that my role was or my scene was cut from Justice League because she can now pitch me for other DC stuff (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I did actually I did actually audition for Titans um, a little while ago uh, Mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun Um, but yeah I'm just you know staying open and I do love my superheroes, and um, that's obvious. Um, so yeah, but I'm I'm open. I'm open. If you guys want to dreamcast me in anything, let me know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, our audience will will connect with that very much. Um, lots of of superhero fans and stuff. So, any other um, future projects you wanted to or can tell us about? Um, that's, I guess that's the, um, yeah, that's the main news, really. The few series two, the other thing that I can't say, um, they're the main things at the moment. I mean, I'm writing because I, uh, I'm on a writing job at the moment, writing for a company over here in the UK called, uh, Triforce. And they are a production company and, uh, they've commissioned me to write an original TV pilot, um, that, I've come up with called Liverpool 81 and it's it's a musical drama set against these like the backdrop of these race riots that happened in the city of Liverpool in 1981 um, but I'm telling it in kind of a kind of a, a British answer to Baz Luhrmann vibe but a bit more gritty 
that kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of in development at the moment. Um, uh, that that might be early days. Who knows? I've got some meetings about that in the coming months. Uh, yeah, and then I've been, you know, just it's the, the life of an actor is a lot of auditioning and then becoming geeking out over something and going all in and researching and doing it, auditioning for a character. And then you like fall in love with the character and then you either are going to do it or you just have to forget about it. So it's quite a weird, a weird way to go. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that aspect of it. Like that, I mean, you sort of like remaking this idea of yourself as this person every time and then having to go like, yep, throwing that one out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. It's a weird one. And sometimes it depends on you. You know, I've gone into some auditions and like when I went in for the Titans one, I, it's one of them where you go, well, Hey, I'm reading this character. I'm just going to give them my version of the character. Like, and uh, there is a joy in that. I'm just going, hey, this is the script. This is how they see him. I'm going to take that and then I'm going to, you know, go, right, this is... Because I think a lot of actors do that. We all go sit there and dream like, oh, I want to I play... How would I have played, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's in Inception? Or how would I have played, you know, Taxi Driver? Or how would I have played <laughs> Superman? Um, you know, that's the joy of it. That's the joy of it. So yeah, I guess. And then when you do get news, you have to keep it quiet <laughs> until it comes out. <laughs> but it's great. It's great. It's great stuff. Well, uh, we really appreciate you talking to us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And, uh, and good luck. And we can't wait for the few season two. We will look forward to it. Um, yeah. and, and if you, you know, once you do your, crowdfunding or whatever let us know we'll promote it as well uh we want more whatever we can get of the show (laughs) well you're gonna get it so whether you want it or not yeah (laughs) um do you have a a what sorry (laughs) do you have like a planned release date for season two series two um not officially yet it's it's debate it's going to be talking to the producing people and working out uh the budget and then that'll give us a timeline a more clear timeline but i'd like to film it in like october november around that time um that's like a reasonable aim um so yeah, if if people haven't watched it, it's um, at the few series on Twitter or youtube.com slash the few. So do check it out. Perfect. Give us an ad, give us a like, and um, and yeah, I'm um, I presume you're going to put this underneath. I'm at Sam Benjamin now on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to keep up to date or ask me anything, I'm there. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, we will tag you and everything and share all that. Make sure everybody knows. Uh, where to find you so uh thank you again so much it's been my pleasure have a and uh yeah good luck with the podcast and growing it to to superstardom mega levels <laughs> finger crossed <laughs> we're all going up right <laughs> oh big time big time yeah all right bye cool. bye you just listened to the podcast Nerks of the Hub, produced, recorded, and edited by the TV Series Hub team. If you want to read TV and film-related articles, reviews, and more, go to www.tvserieshub.tv. Also, follow us on Twitter and check our Facebook page, both at TV Series Hub. Send us a message. Nerk proudly.